0: I haven't said this to Pastor JB yet, but uh, I I see you guys as one of my favorite church, churches in uh, Vancouver. It is so good. You see, like the church is not about the the building, right? The church is not just about the the, the fancy light and whatnot. The church is the people. I think you guys are amazing. Uh, every every Sunday, you guys come together, especially the the young. Uh, you guys are willing to wake up early in the morning, probably seven, right? Seven thirty, I would assume. Let's give them a round of applause, like. My, my people at my church, they have a hard time waking up at 12 at, uh, in the afternoon. <laughs> so this is great. I think um, not, nothing wrong with that, you know. Different people serve serving different timing, but you guys are amazing, amazing, amazing. So I pray for blessings for your church, for your church to be able to reach out to um, this, this community and beyond, yeah. I think God is going to do some amazing things, especially during this time. I'm going to talk about that for a, for a little bit. Let's do a quick prayer first, shall we? Let's do a quick prayer. Father, we just want to leave up this time to you. May your spirit come, may we open up our hearts to receive you and your revelation today. And may you surprise us with your truth, your hope, and your light. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. Huh? So um, the, the topic of today is the reason behind this season. Now this of course is the reason why we talk about this during this season You probably would know that, oh, I know the reason behind this season. But maybe allow me to take you a little bit further, yeah? Take a little bit deeper to see what is the real meaning through the new revelation of Christ. Because I believe the Holy Spirit is alive. I believe God is alive. The the, the Bible tells us God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that He controls all things, right? So I believe that God is constantly um, revealing and having new revelation, especially to His people, for the world, yeah? So you guys... All of us, as followers of Christ, we actually hold that position to allow God's revelation, yeah? To pass on to the world. That's amazing. That's an amazing responsibility for the church, a.k.a. His people. So let's talk about that today. So we're in Advent right now. How many people here know what what Advent is? Ooh. (laughs) Okay. It's old terms. Uh, I grew up from a Catholic church background, okay? And during the, the Christmas season, is called Advent. Counting down to Christmas, yeah? So as Pastor J.B. is saying, who is excited for Christmas? Basically, he's saying that who is excited for this Advent season, yeah? So I'm sure all of you are. I hope you are. (laughs) So you see, there's something special about Christmas. Something very special about Christmas. You see, everything um, during Christmas seems to be a little bit more joyful than the rest of the year, yeah? Uh, There's something special about Christmas, and and it's, it's something about the light the colorful light. You walk on the streets, especially in North America. You walk out on the streets. You see all these colorful lights. Okay, it is it's joyful. The Christmas trees, and of course, let's not talk about the the, the shopping. Yeah, Black Friday just passed by. Next Boxing Day is coming up, right? I mean, so the, the the shopping is so delightful for many of us. Something about Christmas is just a little bit more joyful than the rest of the year. Now, guys. Uh, While many in in, in the secular world don't fully understand the full extent of the reason behind the season, I believe that it is actually the season that this world desperately needs. Christmas is a season that this world is desperately needed. Let's go to the next slide. See, this world needs more peace, joy, and love. This world needs more peace, joy, and love. You see, while the rest of the year, the world is full of hatred, problem, wars, competitions, jealousy, envy, right? Taking advantage of one another. It is actually during the Christmas season that would be kind of like a wake-up call for people to pull some of those things back, right? To pull some of my, my, my hatred towards somebody's back. Um, for if there's a time for people to maybe pause it's actually during human history. Different countries pause on the day of Christmas or going to war with one another. It's interesting. During Christmas season, something special happened. Now, guys, I understand that not everybody during Christmas time would be joyful and happy. I understand that I pastor a church. I get it, okay? Problem is, is my not going to stop completely during Christmas time, okay? I understand that not everyone feels happy, or joyful, or some people might even feel discouraged, I get it. But there's an undeniable fact that during Christmas time, there are more people being joyful, especially during Christmas time. It's an undeniable fact, okay? And the thing about Christmas time, and I believe is, Christmas is a time designed to let people connect to the source of joy, peace, and love. Christmas is a time for people to connect to the source of joy, peace, and love. I'm going, to expand that, I'm going to expand that a little bit more. Let's turn to the first scripture of today, to John 10.10. 10. I'm, I'm using the NIV version. You can use your version, your legit version. So John 10.10, 10, um, Jesus said, The thieves come only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. See, for the rest of the year, the, the world is trying to steal, kill, and destroy one another. We see it on the news all the time. Okay? China and U.S. is on a financial wall right now, right? It's, they are like, yeah, like countries are going to war with other countries. So for the rest of the year, the world is trying to steal, kill, and destroy one another. We like to believe that or not. But during this season, something very special happened. During this Christmas season, many people would actually want to give, get together with our loved ones. Give them beautiful gift. Why would, do you think that? Why, why do you think people want to do that during Christmas time? You see, it doesn't matter which religions people believe in. They all want the benefit of Christmas. Seriously. No matter what religious uh, background people are having, they all, or we all, we all want the benefit of Christmas. And I believe, I personally believe that Christmas is especially designed to bring people together. Amen? Let me break it down for you. Christmas. Let's go to the next slide, please. Thank you. I don't know how many people here actually know um, Christmas. can break it down to this. (laughs) Christ mass. Okay? So mass, the meaning of mass is is a large number of people or objects crowded together. So Christmas basically meaning people crowded together, coming together to celebrate Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what the word's meaning up there. It doesn't matter what people say. Oh, Christmas is not about Christ. Oh, duh. Uh, it's up there. I say this all the time wherever I go, especially during Christmas time. I understand how the secular world right now is saying that, oh, we don't want to offend anyone. And they try to put an X to, re- to, to replace Christ. Xmas. Okay? It's, it's actually funny when people do that. For example, if I go to Pastor JB's birthday party, and I just step into the birthday party, and I want all the benefits from it, the good food, the laughter, and whatnot, and then I say, hey, I don't like JB. I'm going to put an X to replace JB's name for his birthday party. X birthday party. And just, it just doesn't make sense. I want all the benefits from his birthday party, but I just want to take out his name. But you see, the beautiful thing about this is even though when people put an X right in front of the mass, I don't know what people are gathering for. They can gather whatever they want. X in the church history actually also represents the Savior. (laughs) But how you take it away, it is still about Christ. Amen? It's so good. I mean, it just blows my mind. I said, wow. It is so good. (laughs) It is so good. No, so can you see, um, church, it is actually Christ that brings people together, especially during Christmas season. I don't know how people say, let's just say happy holidays and whatnot, fine, so be it, but it's still Christ. The reason, the main reason is still Christ. Now, I know that what you're thinking, some of you, you might think that yeah, 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 it's actually the the gift and the good food that brings people together. I get it, but let me ask you this. Don't you think Christ can use all things to bring people together. Christ can (laughs) use all things. It just blows my mind every time I think about it. In Colossians 1, 15 to 17, it actually says this, "'The Son is the image of the invisible God, "'the firstborn over all creation. "'For in Him all things were created, "'things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible.'" Whether thrones or power or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Why well, just blew my mind every time I look at this scripture. I was like, boom, like, wow. Like, he, all things. He's holding together all things. Wow, that is just incredible. You see, Christ is working through all things for the salvation of mankind. He's working through all things for the salvation of mankind. I get it. Not everyone can be saved because it's a personal choice of following Christ and receiving this gift or not. But regardless, God, in His amazing grand scheme of a uh, scheme of, uh, of His salvation plan, He's still working together all things for the good of those who love Him. Well, in fact, it is true in the Bible. It, it even go further in Romans eight twenty eight. It says, "Hey, um, um, all things are working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose." <laughs> Is it I, I pastor a church, and I, wherever I go, I, I'm also an evangelist. Wherever I go, um, which, whichever cities I go to and, and, and share my testimony and preach the gospel of Christ, it just always blows my mind that, that what, whichever problems people come up to me and ask me for prayer, I can tell them that, hey, you know what, this might, this might seem very difficult to grasp the idea that even though in your utter suffering, God is still working it, through all things for the good of those who love him. Because all things meaning all the good things and the bad things, right? It's not just the good things. All the good things and bad things in our life, God is working together for the good of those who love him. And, and this is part of my testimony that I will share a little bit with you uh, today and, 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 and next time I come here. Now, so in everything, I pray that you may experience Jesus Christ's presence in your life. Like it is so important to remember that it is in every situation that we will strive, we will thrive to see the, God's presence in all our situations. He's never far away from us. In, in, in different religions in our world, except for Christianity, all the God's small G's are very far away from us, except for Christianity, that our God. Our Lord is so close. Oh, my goodness. He is so close. He is so close. Amen? You have to remember that. So in all our situations, He's there for us. Now, if you have a hard time to trust God in every situation, so please allow me to encourage you to do that, to try to trust Him in all our situations. I know it's hard. When, when the sky is blue, the sun is out, it's so much easier to trust Him, yeah? Well, when it's raining hard outside, thunderstorm in the midst of typhoon, it's hard to trust him like his disciples on that ship. So let me go to the next slide. I would like to talk about this for a little bit. You see, he is either our Lord of all or he is not our Lord at all. I'm going to say this one more time. He is either our Lord of all or he is not our Lord at all. On the first glance, you might think that it is really hard to swallow, really hard to accept this. Lord, being our Lord, meaning there's someone that is guiding us, there's someone that would provide for us, there's someone that would protect us, there's someone that will look after the well-being of the here and now and into the future. Okay, That's what the Lord means. It is hard to... Let our Lord to determine our future if part of me want to determine the future myself. You know what I'm talking about? It's so hard. It's really hard. There is part of us that want the Lord to bless us with prosperity and peace and joy, and and rightly so, we should. And then there's part of us, I'm talking about myself, okay? There's part of us, part of me, they actually want to take things into my control, under my timing, under my security plan, after my retirement plan, based on my three-pound brain. <laughs> Isn't that crazy sometimes when I think about it? And then, and then I want the Lord to be my Lord of this, 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 and this, but not this, this, and this. And then when things didn't turn out the way how the Lord extended, expected it to be, I would personally blame him and say, hey, why would these things happen in my life? And then the Lord would say, am I your Lord of all? Or are you the Lord of of, of all? Or or are you the Lord over your life and you are telling me what I should do for you? My goodness. Wow, what a revelation. (laughs) I I just came back from Hong Kong um, three, four weeks ago. I did a family slash mission trip to Asia. Um, in the whole month of uh, October and you know how Hong Kong is right now I don't have to elaborate on that and in the midst of it all my grandma um, just got a surgery a few months ago um, to cut off her left leg at the age of 93 years old the doctor said that hey there's a very slim chance that she will survive so I flew back to Hong Kong uh, with my mom in, in the summer so this is kind of like a follow-up after two months of helping her through that surgery. By the praise of um, by, by the glory of God um, with Pastor JB and many of the, my pastor friends and churches has been praying for my grandma She survived. She survived it's an, I don't understand how, we sh, how can she survive that. Even the doctor said that it is kind of impossible for her to survive this surgery but I was like yeah I, I know why. <laughs> praise be to God. But Having said that, my grandma is going through a very difficult situa- uh, time right now. As She's very old, it's very hard for her to get used to a new style of life. She cannot poop, poop or pee-pee herself anymore. That's it's not easy for her, as you can imagine. So I went back there to try to give her hope, with my mom this time as well. Try to give her hope, try to give her care. And in Hong Kong, I, I don't have a car in Hong Kong. I uh, have the public transit all the time, and, and as you can imagine, the street of Hong Kong is pretty chaotic from time to time, especially after the weekend. There was this particular one time, um, well normally it take 45 to an hour, uh, one way, for me to travel to, to go visit my grandma at the senior home or care home with my mom. So there was this particular one time that it was after a Sunday evening, so all the traffic lights were being destroyed. I don't even know who these people are. Okay, some people say that these are, these are students, some people say that these are police, some people say that these are the forces from the US. I don't even know, maybe it's a mixture of all, okay? I'm not here to say what, who is right or who is wrong. I'm just trying to give you the fact. So on that day, on my traveling to my grandma, that particular distance supposedly is just going to cost me 30 minutes. That time, that day, it cost me three times more. Hour and a half to two hours. It's just insane, okay? As you can imagine, the the spiritual or the emotional atmosphere of Hong Kong is pretty low. Went up to see my grandma. It's pretty low. Everybody around me was pretty low. And I was like, God, what am I supposed to do in here? Like, I've been through prison. I've been through many things um, to see your light. And I believe that because what you have done for me before, you can do what... Hong Kong is going through right now. Your light can still shine through this very dark time. So wherever I go, I just try to be uplifting and give a smile. I just try to try my best to do it be like, honest it 's not easy to be honest with you, and, um, but something amazing happened during that time. So my grandma, the first day I went back there, she was pretty negative, as you can imagine for the course of three weeks, going back and forth to see her with my mom back to back. Um, Trying to give her love and care and try to uplift her spirit on, on week number three there was a smile on her face again you see church we, we can change the weather by how we portray the gospel in our actions and words and our attitude of life yeah amen let, let, let me share with you one more story yeah may I so so I was being pretty ignorant in Hong Kong okay because <laughs> I was doing Jack lag didn't know my way so much in Hong Kong, and I was just going back there. By God's grace, he just opened up different doors for me to go speak at different churches and whatnot. It's amazing. So this one particular Sunday, I didn't know if there's any protesting going on. I didn't know. I was just being ignorant, probably, for many reasons. So I just went down there to speak or to be part of to, to be with a church in Jim Sajoy, which is like the second downtown of Hong Kong. I, off I go, I went down there. I was like, oh, this is great. After church Sunday service, oh, this is great. And I was walking down the road. And that day, I had a very important meeting. A very important meeting that evening. And I cannot miss it. No, I'm so That meeting is so important. Couldn't miss it. But then, <laughs> right before I was supposed to take off from Jim Sajoy, I noticed something strange happened. The store started to close down. The mall started to close down. I'm like, okay. Well, maybe people just want to go home early. It's just like 3 in the afternoon. Why would this all closing down? Being so ignorant, okay? I walk down the street, and then the next thing I know, all the subway stations are closed down. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? So off I go. I keep on being very innocent to walk down the road. And I'm like, oh, there are some people. At my 10 o'clock, a lot of them. In black shirts and black jeans and whatnot, I'm like, there's a lot of people. <laughs> On my two, co- two o'clock corner, there's a lot of policemen. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, and they were like heavily armored. I'm like, hmm. Put the two and two together. I find that I'm in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I'm just one and a half block away from these two very aggressive crowd, okay? I have to be careful with my words. I'm like, okay, this is not good. I can sense the, the aura in the atmosphere. Like, roar! I'm like, okay, alright, off I go. So I, took, I did a 180, right? <laughs> I did a 180. walk towards that way. While these two crowds are doing whatever that they were doing. And then on, on my right hand side, there's a very beautiful, very beautiful hotel. So there were a, 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 a few, um, what do you call it, um, foreigners Caucasians or or, or African-American people, and they were just freaking out. They were like, and they would use the F word a lot of times. They would just keep on doing that. I'm like, okay, let's just keep walking, okay? And rightly so, I should be panicked. But then I just did a prayer in my heart. I was like, Lord, okay, I've been through many things, and um, I believe that you are real. You are still real in my life today while the whole city is being shut down. And I mean, it was shut down. I walked by the the bus stations. No buses were there. I walked past the taxi stations. No taxis were there. I'm like, okay, so we're in a total, complete shutdown in this city. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I remember that my Lord is the Lord of my all. Even though my current situation might not make sense, even though my current situation is, is, my goodness, So at that moment, I have to make a decision to change from a man of fact to a man of faith. And I try to text my people. I try to text the people that I'm supposed to meet up with. And they were like, oh, good luck, brother. We want to come in, but we cannot come in to help you. So we'll be praying for you. I'm like, wow, that is so helpful. My Christian brothers in Hong Kong. I mean, this is so helpful. and not helpful in many ways. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm on my own. and my God? So I just keep walking. I'm like, I keep on walking while these people keep doing their thing. More smoke coming out from that area. I was like, okay, let's not, look, let's not look that way, okay? Just believe that God is going to give me a way out. Keep on believing that. Keep on believing that. And lo and behold, five minutes later, a brand new taxi. Because there's two types of taxi in Hong Kong right now. One is the old kind, 30 years old. One is a brand new one. A brand new taxi coming my way. And I just waved my hand out. I was like, totally expected that the taxi would just ignore me. But by faith, I'm like, God, Lord, please ask that taxi driver to. I don't know, man. I'll just give it up to you. And then he stopped. He rolled down his window, and, and I tell him that I want to get out of this city because I have a very important meeting in in another place and can you take me there? And he did a little bit of calculation. He said, sure, come on in. So off I go. Go out into the car. The beautiful taxi driver drove me off that city. And I was in that meeting one hour early. And it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Now what's even more amazing is the latter part of that story. (laughs) That is actually... A meeting for me to meet up with the core the, 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 the board of the home of artists. In Mandarin is called Iran Zizia. In Cantonese is Ziga. So it is an organization that has been around to for the past 39 years to reach into the entertainment world, to give them the gospel, help the singers, actors, and actress to come to commit to Christ. Receive Christ and they use their own testimony to reach, to pass the gospel to the rest of the world, especially in in that region. Um, that meeting, I officially received the job offer from them to become their their pastor, their chaplain. Um, received that offer. Can you imagine if I missed that meeting? But anyway, long story short, we had a really good meeting. They told me the need of Hong Kong. They told me the change of the the generation in the entertainment business. They they, they believe that God really needs to rise up more people to spread the gospel even more, particularly in that region. Uh, We share a lot of good stories together. And then um, then by by, by the end of my trip, uh, two days before I came back to Vancouver, I've been talking about this with my board, with my denomination, with my family. We all pray and fast about it for the past five, six months, because they've been contacting me uh, six months ago. And after many confirmations, especially with my grandma's situation right now, I believe that God is calling me to go to Hong Kong, at least for the next year, to, um, to be there for, for, to give people the hope and the gospel of Christ. So I took on that job over, so I'm transitioning to, to, to that um, next February. It's amazing. Um, yes, I was just talking to. I was just talking to Pastor JB that you know maybe we can do something together, maybe we can bring some of this um, Christian artists to come to Vancouver and do some amazing events and gospel events. So this is on the horizon, and I talked about my book last time, so the book is almost ready, and um, it's it's going to be releasing on January 12th in Vancouver. I'll come here on the 19th. To talk to you more about it, and the book will be ready um, online and whatnot towards the end of that uh, of January or the beginning of February. Um, it's amazing. Um, it is about my journey. Um, how did I ended up in prison? How was I so lost in the secular world before, and how God transformed me through that journey? So I just want to give this to you as I come to the last part of my message. If I can get the, the the pianist or keyboardist to give me some spiritual music <laughs> to make this part more spiritual. <laughs> it's amazing. I loved it. I love this part. Let me um, end with the last slide of today. See, so the reason behind this season is, is an invitation to receive Christ as our Lord of all. We said it one, one more time. The reason behind this season is an invitation to receive Christ as our Lord of all. People might celebrate Christmas for whatever reasons. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's the good vibe. Definitely the good food. But all in all, Christ is working together, holding all things together, working all things out together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. No matter whatever you're going through, I don't know what you're going through because we're all going through something in life. I can guarantee that because even I'm going through stuff in my life, even today. But let me tell you this. As long as Jesus is our Lord of all, as long as we can trust Him in every, and I mean every, situation. It doesn't matter if my mouth seem right at the moment. It doesn't matter if there's a storm in our life at the moment. It doesn't matter even the ship that I'm on is sinking at the moment. Oh my goodness. If he is the Lord of our all, man, he got your back. Throughout my life journey up to this point, there were many dark moments, many hard seasons. Many people tell me to just give up. Many people tell me to, where is your God? Many people tell me that, you know what? Just forget about it even with my grandma. All my uncles in Hong Kong, they're saying that, you know, there's no hope for grandma. Just let her die. Let her just die. I'm like, no, you know what? I, I, I think if, if it is God's will to take her home, so be it. But as long as I'm alive, I want to give her love. I want to show her love. Let me end with this. When I was in that uh, hospital, there were eight bed, eight together. In that section that my, my grandma just came out from that surgery room. So as you can imagine, there were eight people like my grandma, either lost their leg or lost their arms. That's why they're in in, in in the same section. As I walk in there, of course, rightly so, all eight of them were very negative. Of course. You can't expect them to laugh and be happy. I went there and tell her, you know what, Jesus still loves you. I should give her love. Of course, she was very angry and upset. I keep on saying that to her, you know, Jesus loves you. There's hope for you. Of course, she said, it's easy for me to say. It's true. I'm not the one who's losing my leg. I get it. And then lo and behold, I hear the daughter of the, of, of the grandma on the next bed said to her, I believe they have a Buddhist belief system. The daughter said to her and said that this is karma that you're receiving because of the bad things that you have done in your life, you deserve this. And I'm looking at the whole situation. I'm, I'm telling my grandma, see, I said, like, no, don't listen to that crap. I'm like, no, I don't know what happened to you. I don't know why you have to lose your leg. But let me tell you this. In all things, Christ is working together for the good of those who love you. So why don't you try to love God? I know it's hard. I know it's really hard. But try to do that because I'm a living testimony of that. Can you, can you imagine someone tell you, after you are losing your leg, that you deserve this? That's what other religions are doing to their people. And I'm saying that, you know what? I, I'm so glad that my God is not like that. I'm just so glad that my God is a God of love. It's a God of... I know there's broken, brokenness and disease in this world. I know. I get it. But yet, He can still work through all things together for the good of those who love Him and according to His purpose. Yeah? Amen, church? Let me just end with this one last sentence before I ask Pastor JB to come on up. Let me finish with this. The abundance life that Christ promised us lay within the framework of His work, His work, working together for all good that believe in God and love Him. Bless you, church.